Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This guy is a machine. All he does is work out and pick winners. Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski. Oregon's down by 12. They're on a 45-yard line with no timeouts. Oregon's got an all-American field goal kicker. Why didn't somebody tell me? Chicago sports betting. Touchdown, Ohio State. There are some folks who are celebrating and others who are saying, you've got to be kidding. You kind of know what I'm thinking about. Over or under? Under would be the key word. Bet with an edge. He'd find out the kind of inside stuff nobody else knew, and that's what he put his money on. He even figured out the different bounce you got off the different kinds of wood they used on college basketball courts, you know? Early odds with Joe Ostrowski. A friend of mine is very smart, said I've been very lucky with gambling. I've never won. Early odds on 670 The Score and 670thescore.com, Chicago's Sports Station broadcasting live from the Score Hyundai Studios brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. Joe Ostrowski is off today. One of the best sports betting minds, not only in Chicago, but in the space. Off for the next two weeks or so. I'm Eli Herskovich. In for Joe O, used to produce here at the Score. Now the executive producer of sports betting content, I guess, or our sports betting shows at radio.com sports. And of course, the BetQL Score listener line is 312 644 6767 if you want to call or text in, talk some sports betting with me for the next hour. And the score listener line is powered by BetQL. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. And the tech zone I mentioned is brought to you by Rosen Hyundai of Algonquin. Save time. Shop online at RosenHyundai.com. A lot to get to today on 670 The Score until 9 o'clock until inside the clubhouse with Bruce Levine and Matt Spiegel starts some college football bowl games later on in the day as well. And Bulls basketball, too, later tonight with Chuck Swirsky and Bill Wennington. We'll talk some Bulls and NBA and some NFL coming up with Alex Christensen, one of the best NBA betters and really pro betters in the space that I know. He's coming up in about five minutes or so. And then later on in the hour, Jim Miller of Hawthorne Racecourse and Points Bet joins me to talk about some of the some of the horses he likes later today and some Bears thoughts for Bears-Jags. We'll talk some player props with Jim in about 20 minutes at 8.30. Thomas Casali, who is the managing editor of sports betting for Radio.com Sports, he joins me and in about 30 minutes to talk about the latest in the NFL, NBA, college football, and college basketball. And then for the last five minutes of the show, I'll give up my college basketball bets of the day. Mike Rankin is 
producing today behind the glass. Always like talking with Mike and talking sports betting with you again on early odds on 670 The Score. So want to give you a little bit of background about what we're doing at Radio.com before we bring in Alex. A couple of sports betting shows that we have going out in Philadelphia, which is where I was now back in Chicago. Awesome of Mitch Rosen to bring me back here and let me host uh, and fill in for early odds, fill in for Joe O on the show. Bet Sweats and You Better You Bet, two great sports betting shows we have. One is a midday show uh, from 9 to 11, and then the, I guess, early evening night show from 3 to 7 uh, Central Time here in Chicago on the East Coast a little bit, obviously an hour later. With Nick Costos, Ken Barkley on You Better You Bet. Nick Costos, a familiar voice for you. You'll hear him tomorrow on You Better You Bet Sunday countdown to kickoff, breaking down all the NFL odds and talking about the games, three NFL games later today, and then Bet Sweats with, with, uh, with of course, Joe Ostrowski, uh, who is on nights here on The Score. So, Bet Sweats, you can follow them on Twitter. Follow the show on Twitter at Bet Sweats. Follow You Better You Bet on Twitter at You Better You Bet. Again, two sports betting shows. We also just launched our sports betting site uh, at Radio.com to check out the latest odds and check out the latest insight from all of our great content producers at Radio.com Sports. Again, this is Early Odds on The Score. Joe Ostrowski off. I'm Eli Herskovich in and excited to bring in Alex Christensen, the host of the Net Worth Podcast and the co-host of Brown Bag Bets and, of course, a contributor to. You can find his NBA content at Sports, and you can follow Alex on Twitter at underscore noops. How are we doing today, Alex? It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, Eli. How are you? Did you have a nice Christmas? Well, I'm Jewish, so we'll start off there. Uh, Alex, I want to ask you first, <laughs> what was your favorite food that you ate yesterday at Christmas? Um, my favorite Christmas food, every single year my dad goes way over the top and gets a bunch of seafood, and we get these Alaskan Dungeness King crab legs that are like the size of your head. Um, <laughs> you don't even eat butter with these things. They're perfect. He just puts them in the oven, puts them right out. It, it, uh, they're just a treat. All right. I, I like it. You could uh, maybe maybe bring it over to my apartment sometime. Uh, you have to fly out to Chicago, of course, to make that happen. But, Alex, I want to start off with the NFL. We'll get to the NBA in a second. Obviously, people listening in Chicago want to hear about the Bulls, and we'll talk about Bulls and Pacers later tonight, too, if you have any betting angles for that game. But three NFL games uh, today, one of the lines has moved a bit. In the first game, Bucks at Lions, that line down from 10 to 9.5, uh, minus 105 apiece both ways on points bet. So uh, not a lot of juice there if you want to get some action on that game. And then, Niners uh, at the Cardinals, that line sitting at Arizona minus 5.5, total of 48.5. And the Dolphins at the Raiders out in Las Vegas, Miami favored by 3 with a total of 48. Any betting angles for for either of those games or any of those games, Alex? Yeah, I have a wager already on the Miami Dolphins today. Um, I've continued to fade the Raiders now. I think this will be my third or fourth week in a row. It's a team to me that seems like it's falling apart here. I know that Mariota coming in last week, was interesting and kind of different. But I think really what we saw last week was the Chargers almost blowing it more than the Raiders almost winning it. I think that the Dolphins are going to come in, although that they're on the road and have to come all the way to the West Coast. This is probably a get-right game for them offensively. The Raiders' defense has been terrible now, and I think Miami's going to put up some points. I was able to get a two-and-a-half, I think maybe even a two early in the week, but I still like it minus three here. I think there's some value here. If it does move to three-and-a-half, Maybe look for a Miami team total over. Again, I think they're not going to have any problem scoring points. 
The other two games, no plays for me. You know, if I had to make a wager in Tampa Bay, Detroit, I'm curious by that line move. I wonder who's coming in um, and hitting Detroit so hard this morning. But under 54 there looks interesting to me. Tampa right. Bay has a solid defense. Um, and, it, you know, Detroit doesn't mind running the ball. What do you think of that? Yeah. No, I like your angle. And, of course, you gave a little bit of a – a tidbit there. You don't know why the lines are that line is ticking down for Detroit. So you obviously think Tampa Bay should be a double digit favorite or at least around ten points, which I get. And back to your line, or back to your Dolphins point too, Alex. Brian Flores, the most profitable NFL coach over the last two seasons, at twenty and ten against the number and eighteen and five against the spread in October or later in the season. So obviously Miami having a pretty good season and Flores a big architect behind that success. So over to tomorrow or tomorrow's NFL card with the Bears and the Jags. Chicago visiting uh, Jacksonville, and the Bears are laying seven and a half. the The line is where if you can, if you want to bet the Bears and you want to lay uh, the hook too, it's even money to bet the Bears at seven and a half. You might be able to get Bears at seven tomorrow if Jags money comes in on points bet here in Illinois. But uh, any betting angles for that game, Alex? Whether it's the spread or the total, that one's sitting at. Uh, 47 over under 47 with the Jags at plus two, 295 on the money line. I like the Bears. I'm on the Bears here. Um, I've got a seven. I actually got a little minus six, I think, early in the week. It was expensive, but uh, seven. I'm seeing seven minus 115 some places. I like that. Seven and a half evens okay. I, this is a great spot for the Bears. Um, we know that Mitch Trubisky isn't a great quarterback, but what I think he brings to the team is some consistency every week. I think it simplifies the offensive game plan, and you can see it's helped guys like David Montgomery a ton. And as long as that offense is average to above average, especially against some terrible defenses they've been playing and will play tomorrow in Jacksonville, they're going to be able to put up enough points for the defense to really win the game. I think it's a great spot for the Bears. I think you can lay the seven here. I think it's a great teaser piece. So you're putting together your teasers either later tonight or tomorrow morning. I think you can take the Bears from seven down to one, seven and a half down to one and a half. Um, really like this spot for Chicago. Yeah, I like that too. And just for a, a teaser lag, I really, really like taking the Bears, uh, getting that down to one and a half, if, even if it's at seven and a half at the, at the closing number. So what about the rest of the, the uh, Sunday NFL card, card, Alex? What sticks out to you there? Yeah, I think the other bets that I have placed, taking a look now, the Philadelphia Eagles I grabbed earlier in the week, less than minus three. I think that number of three is pretty solid. If you can find a cheap three, probably still a little bit of value there. Um, you know, as I continue to look through, I did have a teaser that I put in, um, trying to pull it up here and see if I can find it. But, um, Sorry, excuse me, that evades me just for the second. Again, the teaser, we're going to take the Bears from seven down. And I like the Rams. You can take the Rams from plus one up to seven. I think that's a really nice spot. The Rams is interesting because Sean McVay has a lot of success against the Seattle Seahawks. I was listening to the Deep Dive podcast, um, which is a great spot if you're an NFL fan. They were talking about basically the fact that the Seahawks run a lot of base defense. And if you look back through McVay's um, career, he has a ton of success against that. So I like the Rams there. I think the money line plus 100 is nice. Again, I like the teaser spot there too. So probably be playing both of those angles there. What do you think of that matchup? Yeah, no, I like I like taking the Rams as well. Seattle defensively has been exposed all season as we've seen it. And Russell Wilson, even though the guy's so elusive outside the pocket, again, that defense, that secondary, even with Jamal Adams, has been future pretty much all season. I, I know Adams missed some time, but I like your angle there with the Rams and the Seahawks game. So over to the NBA, Alex, and obviously this is where the Bulls, the home of the Bulls here on 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Chicago, early odds. Joe Ostrowski off today. Eli Herskovich, myself, is 
is in. And I, I want to get your overall thoughts on the NBA, and we'll talk Bulls Pacers in a second. But your betting philosophy for for betting on pro basketball is very intriguing to me because you know some people like to take sides or totals, or obviously get a little more value with the money line, but you bet a lot of team totals in the NBA. So what goes into that process for you? At the end of the day, betting is all about trying to find value. And as you look at some of these major sports, the NBA, the NFL, baseball, there's so much money coming in that unless you're really getting to the table early, you know, unless you're betting opening spreads, unless you're betting opening totals, once those numbers start to settle, you see value in those markets disappear. But other markets, things like first half markets, things like first quarter markets, and things like team totals can be a little slower to react. And you get a chance maybe to attack a market where you can take some information from the total, take some information from the spread, and then go and, and attack maybe a team total. The other thing I like about it is it, it limits your handicap. It's always easier to handicap something when it's kind of narrow and a team total is nice because I'm only looking at one team. What are they going to be able to do? What's their offense going to be like? Yes, you want to consider the defense of the other team, but anytime you can narrow your focus and then move to a market again, that's that's maybe a little less sharp. It's taken a little less professional money, if you will. Um, You're always going to have a better chance. So that's what I do like about those team total looks. I, and maybe you like a team total for tonight with the bulls and the Pacers. That one, at the United Center here in downtown Chicago. Uh, the Pacers are laying it uh, minus four and a half, total of 222. Bulls are plus 165 on the money line. If you want to bet the Bulls over at Points Bet, our friends at Points Bet, you can get it at even money at plus four and a half. So, Bulls, Pacers, Alex, you don't have to have a bet on this game, but maybe an angle or a lean for tonight. Yeah, I'm really disappointed by the Bulls in their first game there. Needed one more point from them, or even the Hawks, if you will, for my over. But I knew the defense was going to struggle, but I thought one of the more interesting lines from a box score perspective was to look at Laurie Markin, and he played 30 minutes. He was four for six from three, five for five from the line, scored 21 points with seven rebounds, four assists, even got a steal, and was a minus 34. Um, just absolutely mind-blowing that somebody can have a, that nice of a game offensively and obviously have been so bad defensively. So I wonder what Billy Donovan has done in the last couple of days to try to tie those things down and, and try to get them right. Indiana is a very good team. I think this is a tough spot, again, coming off, kind of putting up a stinker in your first game against Atlanta, a team that you should be able to score some points against and maybe slow down. But, you know, Indiana's a good team. Maybe having a player not like Trey Young on the team makes things um, a little more a little easier for them. I think maybe Chicago could be competitive here. If you're looking to bet on the Bulls, again, you know, we just talked about team totals. I think their team total is pretty good here. I also think that you'll have some nice spots live to take the Bulls. I expect Indiana to start well here. I think if they get up five, six, seven, maybe even double digits in the first half, you might get a nice number on the Bulls to try to backdoor cover there. So I think it's a tough spot for them. I think it's going to be a slow, low-scoring game, but maybe look for a spot to take the Bulls live or a team total over. Yeah, no, I like that betting angle a lot. And you mentioned marking and me being a big college basketball guy, Alex. I will never forget that. I think it was the 2017-2018 NCAA tournament where they didn't, he didn't get a touch down the stretch for the last 11 minutes or at least didn't put a shot up. So, you know, I wasn't too happy about that. Not too happy <laughs> hearing that marketing has improved, improved too much defensively. But looking at the rest of the NBA card tonight, Alex, as we have the Suns at the Kings, maybe the, I guess that maybe the biggest headline on tonight's uh, NBA card with the Suns laying three and a half. The Kings coming off that big win over the Nuggets, and the Nuggets got smacked last night uh, against the Clippers. Anything with that game with Suns at the Kings, or if you're looking at any anything else on tonight's NBA card or, or action? 
don't have a wager on Suns-Kings. It is going to be a fun game to watch. The total has been bet down. It opened at 230. It's creeped down to 228. I don't necessarily understand why this total would be bet down if it continues to go down, like if it gets to 226, which I think is actually possible. I mean, if we see a 225, I'm going to be looking at an over there. I think that there also might this also might be a cheap price on Phoenix. I was close to laying the three and a half with them, but again, money's coming on Sacramento here. It opened four and a half. They're down to three and a half. So if Phoenix gets the minus three, I think that might be a nice look for Phoenix. If the total gets down to two twenty six, even two twenty five, if we're really lucky, I like the over there. Um, looking at a couple other games, I have the Cleveland Cavaliers on the money line plus one twenty. I'm not sure why they're an underdog to the Detroit Pistons. Detroit has one of the worst rosters in the league. I know that Kevin Love isn't playing tonight or might not possibly play tonight, but I'm assuming he's out. And even if he's out, I have Cleveland a small favorite in this game. If it turns out he plays, I think they should be a solid, like, three, four-point favorite. So love to take Cleveland there on the money line. What do you think of those first two? I do have a couple other. Yeah, no, I like the Cavs one, too. And we saw that in their first game against the Charlotte Hornets where Cleveland was a dog in that one, too, and won that game outright pretty handily. So seems to be some betting value early on in the market with the Cavs, maybe the market disrespecting Cleveland a little bit too much. Uh, what else do you like for tonight uh, for tonight's NBA card? Oklahoma City's playing Charlotte. Don't watch this game, um, but if you can find a total of 217, or if you're lucky, there might be a stale 218 still around, put a little bit on the under there. Uh, both of these teams are going to be rough watches all year. Uh, Shea Gildress-Alexander is a wonderful and excellent player, but he doesn't have much help there um, unless Darius Baisley is a lot better than I remember him being or, or his numbers seem to bear out. Charlotte, to me, is one of the most overrated teams in the NBA. I think everyone was watching all the LaMelo Ball alley-oop highlights and wasn't really looking at some of their outcomes and their results in the preseason there. When I see Charlotte, I see a team that struggles to shoot. I see a team that is going to have three guys in Terry Rozier, LaMelo Ball, and Gordon Hayward fighting for touches. So I love the under in that game tonight. Don't watch it. Just bet the under. And then the last look I have, I think this game might actually be pretty good, um, a pretty good watch as well if you want to get this in before Phoenix-Sacramento. Toronto is going to San Antonio, and Toronto got smacked by the Pelicans on opening night. It was one of the worst games I've seen the Raptors play in a long time, and I think that there's some market overreaction here. Um, They opened up as a two-point favorite in San Antonio. It's one and a half now. I don't understand why they're a favorite. You know, San Antonio looked nice in their first game, but if you go back and look, I think it was about a 20 free throw advantage they had there. I don't expect them to have that tonight, and I think that Toronto wins this game. I've got the minus one. I'm still seeing a minus one, minus 115. Don't lay the juice with that. See if you can find a minus one and a half or a minus two at a better price. What do you see there at points bet? Uh, no, it's. I think there's some value there, and you mentioned that. But really quick, Alex, we got about a minute left. The Brooklyn Nets, uh, 2-0 start for them, and you know, people from Chicago maybe not getting into the NBA too much in the first week of the NBA season. But again, off to that 2-0 start, and they're plus 600 to win the title. And they had a big Christmas Day win yesterday over the Boston Celtics. We've seen it come together a little bit in the first two games with Durant and, of course, Steve Nash taking over as head coach for for people that remember that Suns team back in the in the 2000s or about a decade ago with Stoudemire. He's an assistant on the staff, too. And Mike D'Antoni, who was the coach of that team, he's an assistant under Steve Nash. So plus 600 to win the NBA title, the four shortest odds. And they seem to be, I, I would assume, over the next uh, next week or so, the market is going to catch up because these lines have been seemingly short for Brooklyn to start the season, closing at around 7-7.5 seven, seven against uh, Golden State on opening night. And then around 2-3 yesterday, 
against Boston, I think closed at three and won that game, blew them out in the second half. So are you buying this net start? Are they a legitimate contender? And can they, can they win the Eastern conference? I thought yesterday was pretty impressive, but I was, I was impressed by Brooklyn yesterday, but I was also very confused by what Boston was doing. I don't know why Tristan Thompson started. I don't know why he played that many minutes. I was flabbergasted by whatever Brad Stevens was trying to do yesterday. I think that now is a good time to buy on on the Nets, which makes me feel crazy because if you'd asked me a month ago, I was um, warming my hands, getting excited. They were going to trade for Harden. I was going to have all the Nets unders, and uh, it was just going to be unbelievable how much of a mess that was going to be. But I don't think they're going to trade for James Harden. And as you start to look at this roster, it's a group of guys that played together last year, most of them around the year before. So it's not like your first year building a super team in something like you know what Miami did where they put something entirely new together. It's an incredibly deep team. They have a couple guys on the bench and Spencer Dinwiddie and Karis LeVert that would start for just about every single other NBA team. They've got a lot of shooting, a lot of defensive talent. If Kyrie Irving and, and Kevin Durant can continue to play nice, it's going to work out really well. Again, I feel kind of nuts saying this. I, I, I was looking to kind of go against this team, but two really nice games here. And as I look at their schedule, here's what their schedule looks like for the next couple of weeks. At Charlotte, that should be a win. Home for Memphis, nothing really to scare you there. Um, two games against Atlanta, then Washington, then they finally get to maybe their first tough stretch of the season, but it's two home games, Utah and Philadelphia. They don't really face uh, adversity until hosting Milwaukee in January 8th, January um, looks like 18th. So they've got a month of the season here basically where they might be undefeated going into that game in Milwaukee. So that six to one number is only coming down in my opinion. So not a bad idea to grab a little now. Yeah. No, for people that don't really grasp the betting market, if, if, if it's similar to like the bears, for instance, right? The market has kind of caught up to the Bears over the last two games. Trubisky playing well, so they're they're seven point favorites and up to seven and a half against the Jags now in points bet. It's similar to the Nets, right? The market is going to catch up to the Nets, and as a result, their title odds are going to depreciate as a result. So uh, Alex Christensen, of course, one of the best and uh, most profitable betters I know, especially in the NBA. You can follow him on Twitter at underscore. Noops, we'll save that story about what your Twitter handle means for another time, Alex, the host of the Net Worth Podcast and a contributor to Ace Sports. Really appreciate the time this morning, man. My pleasure. Yeah, looking forward to being back. Have a great day. You too, Alex. It is early odds on 670 The Score and 670thescore.com, Chicago's sports station broadcasting live from The Score's Hyundai Studios, brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers, Joe Ostrowski off, myself, Eli Herskovich, in back in a minute with uh, a really great uh, betting mind. And, of course, when it comes to horse racing specifically, really excited to bring in Jim Miller from Hawthorne Racecourse, a horse racing analyst and also with points bet and the Hawthorne Racecourse. So back in a minute, it's early odds on the score. It is 670 The Score and 670thescore.com, Chicago's Sports Station broadcasting live from the Scores Hyundai Studios brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers and inside the clubhouse coming up at about 40 minutes or so, less than 40 minutes with Bruce Levine and Matt Spiegel from 9 to 11, Bob Nightingale of USA Today and a Radio.com Sports Insider and, and longtime sports writer Bill Madden, formerly of the New York Daily News, checking in and 11, a doubleheader for the NFL as well. We talked about some of those games with Alex Christensen a little bit ago. Uh, Bucks at the Lions. Pre-game starts at 11.30 here on the score. Niners at the Cardinals at 3.30, both courtesy 
of Westwood One. Mike Rankin producing. Thank you for giving me those reads right before the show and right before the segment began. And now it's time to check in on the Alpamonte Ford hotline, Alpamonte Ford in Melrose Park. Let's bring in Jim Miller at Hawthorne Jim on Twitter, horse racing analyst, and also with points bet sportsbook at Hawthorne Racecourse. What's going on this morning, Jim? Well, I'll tell you, it's really a weird weekend for us here at Hawthorne because it's our final weekend of live thoroughbred racing before we get a little bit of a break. So things are winding down on the racing scene here in 2020, but things are really kind of amping up on the points bet end of things because you have so much going on right now between NFL action, between college football, bowl games, and now college basketball is really ramping up. So the options are out there galore. But I'll tell you, we've had a lot of success with the horses throughout the course of this fall. And we're having some success here with the points betting options, too. And I think there's some options that actually pop up in the Bears game tomorrow. Yeah, we'll get to that in a second. Uh, Jim, I'm sure you were familiar with this yesterday with the Alvin Kamara. uh, One points bet user bet over 23 and a half fantasy points uh, for Kamara. He points bet it uh, for a max of 53 and a half uh, fantasy points. And that gave him time. So he put down 70, I believe, times 30 because it was 30 points over the 23 and a half for Kamara. And he won $2,100. So a uh, big loss for you guys, I guess, yesterday at the book. Yeah, but you know what? It's okay because you have those options and you have people that are really learning about it and are willing to try that. And that's the cool thing about the points betting. You can go as low as 50 cents a point or play as high as you saw with the person playing up to 70 per point and go even higher. And that's the thing. If you really like someone, if you really think a line's off, you have that option to kind of shift things around and shuffle a little bit. And there's always that possibility that you could lose a little, but you look at the gains and and the gains can be huge. And that's kind of been the cool thing that points bet offers. And it's something that they offer on so many games, so many different options. And yeah, Kamara, a huge day yesterday and it really paid off for that better. No doubt. Six touchdowns. The first NFL player with six scores in a game since Gail Sayers, former Bears back, obviously in 1965. So you mentioned the track, you mentioned the horses, Jim, what do you like uh, today or this weekend? Yeah, we got three horses today. One of them's going to be at Hawthorne. Race number three, the one horse, Nightstar. This horse is six to one in the morning line. For those that know Hawthorne in the winter, when it gets cold out, the inside and speed gets very good. This is a horse that should show speed from the inside and bet that horse across the board. Then go to Santa Anita. There's two horses to look at there. Race number eight, the five horse, Finite. Bet this horse to win. This is a horse that if it runs close to either of its last two races, should have no problems defeating that field. And then in race number nine at Saratoga, bet the four going to Vegas across the board. This is a horse that's eight to one in the morning line. Should get a perfect stalking trip. Should love the mile and a quarter distance. And again, I think you can get some value there. We caught a five to one winner last weekend, and I think we can get a nice return on our wagers this weekend too. Love that. So over to over from the track to the field, of course, with the Bears uh, at the Jags. The Bears are laying seven and a half that line. Uh, minus 105 both ways on points bet. So pretty good odds there if you want to depreciate the juice and get some good value as opposed to some of the other books. Total of 47, and the Jags are plus 285, Jim. On the money line, your perspective there or some player props that you guys have to offer? Well, and I'll tell you, that's, that seven and a half is really a tough line when you get the hook in there. But when you look at the player props and look at the points betting options, there's two players you can look at. David Montgomery right now, his total for rushing yardage is 78 and a half. And you look at his last three games, it's been 72 rushing yards, 113 and 146. But you look at the Jags defense, they're just getting completely dismantled. I love the use of Montgomery. I would points bet him on the over and with the possibility of going up as high as you can, even around the 100, 110 yardage mark. And I think you can get a nice return there. 
And then maybe look at Mitch Trubisky's passing yards. The number right now is 237.5. Only three times this season have the Jags allowed a quarterback to throw for less than 237 yards. So they're giving up yardage left and right. They showed they can score a little bit last week. So I think if you can keep this a ball game, you might be able to hit the over on both ends there with Montgomery for his rushing yards and Mitch for his passing yards too. Yeah, no, I I like that a lot. And James Robinson, of course, the Jags back is questionable for tomorrow's game. So might want to wait in some of his props. Or of course, they'll get refunded if he doesn't end up playing. The one that stood out to me, Jim, is the uh, pass attempts for Trubisky over under 33 and a half because you mentioned uh, the Bears back Montgomery and how they're going to handle his carries. And if this game could get out of hand for the Bears, if, if Robinson doesn't play and we know how inept the Jags offense and defense is. So I might be looking under and it's juiced a little bit on points better, actually minus 115 both ways for Trubisky's pass attempts sitting at 33 and a half. Yeah, and I agree with you there, actually. And Mitch may be able to get the yardage without those pass attempts because you look last week, Marquise Brown actually caught some nice passes over the top and then was just able to extend with the yardage after the catch. But that's the thing. They really handed the ball off to Montgomery last week. If they do get a lead in a must-win game, you figure they're going to continue to feed him. So, Mitch, yeah, you're probably looking maybe in the 25 to 30 mark for those pass attempts, so that might be the way to go. A lot of Bears angles for Bears at Jacksonville tomorrow, and that is Jim Miller at Hawthorne Jim on Twitter, horse racing analyst, and with Points Bet Sportsbook at the Hawthorne Race Course. Really appreciate the time today, Jim, and look forward to talking to you again next Saturday. Yeah, thank you so much. It's been a great season. We thank all you guys for your support, and it's really paid off at Hawthorne, and we're looking forward to next week. Great stuff, and be sure to check out Points Bet Sportsbook to bet the horses that Jim was talking about, and of course, the Bears at Jaguars. Tomorrow, big NFL game for the Bears, who still have a shot to make the playoffs, which we'll talk about coming up next here on Early Odds. Joe Ostrowski out. Uh, Eli Herskovich, myself, is in for the next 30 minutes or so. Coming up uh, on Early Odds, we'll bring in Thomas Casali, the managing editor of sports betting over at Radio.com Sports, where I do most of my work. And Thomas, one of the best sports betting minds in the business, talking NFL, college football. I know he has some plays on the Northwestern Wildcats with a New Year's Bowl coming up for them in about a week or so or less than a week. So we'll check in with Thomas talking NFL, the Bears, who still, again, have a shot to make the playoffs, some college football and college basketball, and then wrap it up with my college basketball bets for the day. This is Early Odds on the Score. Early Odds on 670 The Score and 670thescore.com, Chicago Sports Station, broadcasting live from the Score Hyundai Studios, brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. And the Score listener line is powered by BetQL. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. Coming up next year on the Score after I'm off, Eli Herskovich in for Joe Ostrowski at about 9 o'clock inside the clubhouse with Bruce Levine and Matt Spiegel till 11.30. And then it's Bucks lions pregame and NFL doubleheader here on the score, two of the three games, 49ers at the Cardinals following that one in Detroit, both courtesy of Westwood One. And now it's time to head out to the Alpamani Ford hotline, Alpamani Ford in Melrose Park and bring in one of my one of my friends at Radio.com Sports and one of the best sports betting minds in the business, Thomas Casali at the Tom Casali, managing editor of sports betting content at Radio.com Sports. Tom, we'll get to the sports in a second. We'll get to the NFL college football and college basketball. But I asked Alex Christensen this question earlier. Favorite food you ate yesterday on Christmas was? Uh, cheesy potatoes. Interesting. Of like ham and everything else, you picked cheesy potatoes, huh? 
cheesy potatoes. Uh, that ruled the day. All right, I'll, I'll give it to you. I won't argue that pick. We'll see how the rest of your picks go uh, here on the show, though, as, of course, Thomas is uh, part of everything we have going on at Radio.com Sports, the managing editor at Radio.com Sports for sports betting, and, of course, BetQL. So, Tom, why don't you kick us off with what's going on with with uh, sports betting coverage over at Radio.com Sports, and now, of course, the partnership between Radio.com and BetQL. Sure. Um, our uh, sports betting page just went live last week at Radio.com, so you can check out all our stuff there, and it'll also be on uh, BetQL starting Monday. Uh, so you can download the BetQL app and get all their information plus our written content. So, I mean, we really have it all at Radio.com. We have Eli, you guys, in the podcast. Uh, we have the radio stations. We have our written content. We have the BetQL model and, and the gambling information that they give out there. So we're really the one-stop shop for sports betting. Love it. And let's start off with the NFL, Tom, as we break down Bears at Jags tomorrow. The Bears laying 7.5 on points bet, total of around 47 Jacksonville plus 285 on the money line. The Bears still have a shot to make the playoffs. Uh, if the Cardinals lose one of their next two games and they play San Francisco later today, but a bunch of injuries for the 49ers. So tough to see San Francisco winning that game outright as five and a half point dogs and Bears need to win both of their next games and uh, Jacksonville tomorrow followed by the Packers on the road. So uh tough test for, for the Bears, no doubt, but uh, you have a bet for this game, right? Yeah, this is an interesting game because, you know, a lot of the money is going to be on Chicago based on the Jacksonville's got, uh, got Lawrence pick, right? The, well, the Jets blew it. The Jags got him. But, you know, the, the players don't play that way. You know, the Jacksonville players don't, don't give a darn about Trevor Lawrence. So they're still going to be trying out there. But that's going to be kind of the thinking in this game is that, you know, Jacksonville's not going to get off the bus. And now you got the Bears laying seven and a half on the road. Uh, that, that seems a little much to me. I know the Bears are playing better now. The, what I would look at here is Jacksonville's defense. Over the, They had a little stretch there when they were playing the Packers and stuff, uh, the Steelers, where they their defense kept them in the games. But now injuries later in the year, that defense has kind of fallen off. The Bears' offense is playing better. You know, I, I like the over in this game, and I like the Bears' team total over. That's the way I would go. I, I'm not ready to lay seven and a half on the road with the Bears, but, you know, the, and I wouldn't take the Jaguars getting the seven and a half because you just don't know what's going to be going on there the, the next two games. But I do think the Bears' offense will do what they want, especially on the ground. Jacksonville can't stop anybody. Montgomery's been go, getting going the last couple of weeks. So expect the Bears to score a lot of points in this game. Yeah, and just uh, going up against an awful defense, the juice is coming in where you're talking about, Tom. Over 27 points is sitting at minus 115 on points bet. So, We'll see if that line ticks up or the team total for the Bears ticks up to 27.5 or maybe at a key number of 28. Uh, looking at the rest of the NFL card for either today or tomorrow, what do you like? I really like the Rams in a bounce-back spot against Seattle. The you know If you watch the Rams-Jets game last week, that was one of those where the Rams simply did not get off the bus. They weren't there mentally. I, I mean, and you can tell that in the trenches. I mean, the Jets' defensive line was beating them off the ball on every single snap. So that's a team that wasn't ready to play. I kind of throw those games out because we know the Rams are better than the Jets. They're a lot better than the Jets. So now you're looking, they're playing Seattle. They're getting a point, point and a half. 
to me, if the Rams win that game last week, they're probably a two-point favorite in this game. So you're getting a little bit of value. And I also think you're going to get a big bounce-back game from Jared Goff. The, the Seahawks defense can't stop anybody through the air. The, I like Goff's total uh, passing yards over. I like the Rams plus the points. And remember, this Rams defense has traditionally given Russell Wilson uh, problems. They, they did it in the first meeting where the Rams won. So I like the Rams in a big bounce back spot Sunday. Yeah, and I talked about this with Alex too a little bit ago. That Rams or that Seahawks defense is putrid. That secondary too, and they cannot get any pressure on the quarterback. So as much as we might knock Jared Goff at times, and of course him being the product of a Sean McVay offense and one of the best coordinators in football, that defense, I mean, Goff can pick that apart uh, like we saw in their first matchup. Not a ton of points in that one for the Rams offense, but enough to win against that Seahawks defense. Over to college football, Tom. I know you have some bowl game bets, including a bet for a New Year's Day game with Northwestern, a three-and-a-half-point favorite against Auburn. And this was the first game I bet. I got Northwestern at two-and-a-half. The line moved up to three-and-a-half. Uh, if you like Northwestern, I'd say wait and see if this comes back down a little bit. It might not, but you're getting the, you know people tend to bet the SEC versus the Big Ten, uh, that ridiculous theory that doesn't make any sense at all. But to me, this is this game's got blowout written all over it. You have Auburn, who's got a lot of things going on there with you know with a new coach. Uh, I think Bo Nix is really going to struggle versus Pat Fitzgerald's defense. And it, the way I look at it is Northwestern is still very undervalued. It's they're one of those teams that people look at and just you know don't want to believe in. But you know, ask Ohio State if they're any good. Uh, they, they almost got Ohio State in the championship game. And the other thing I like to bet. I like to bet teams I know will be motivated. Two teams I historically bet in bowl games are Wisconsin and Iowa. I won't this year because they're big favorites, but they're usually small favorites or underdogs. I mean, you know those teams are going to show up and give it everything they got. I feel that way with Northwestern, too. You know they're going to show up. You know they're going to give it everything they have. And I just think this is a bad matchup for Auburn. I like Northwestern big. How about some of the other bowl games coming up here, Tom, with Liberty, Going up against Coastal Carolina, Coastal, one of the best stories in college football this year, a seven-point favorite, a total of 59.5, and Liberty plus 220 on the money line. I know you also have some thoughts on the Indiana Bowl game on January 2nd going up against Ole Miss, too. I think we're getting a little value here with Liberty. The, I think this line should be more around five and they're getting seven, and I think it's based on Coastal Carolina's win over BYU. Well, that was an impressive win. It was at home. It was BYU on a short week, not knowing who they're going to play. Uh, you know, credit to them for winning that game, but I think it's creating some value here. Uh, Liberty in Coastal Carolina, to me, are two pretty even teams. I'm going to take the seven points in that one. I, it's just it's too much in that matchup. And then the Indiana Ole Miss game. Well, talk about a game that's got blowout written all over. And again, this is SEC versus Big Ten. The only two teams entered the bowl season allowing more than 500 yards per game on defense. One was North Texas that just gave up 100 points to Appalachian State, and the other is Old Miss. Uh, this Indiana team, talk about underrated. Defense, one of the best in the country. Their offense should do whatever they want against Ole Miss. That's what I'm going to lay the six and a half there, but I, my, probably my biggest bet of the bowl season is going to be an Indiana team total over. I, I think they'll score at will against Ole Miss. See, my question is, though, you spent your Christmas winnings that you won on some of those big college basketball bets on, your, of course, your kids' Christmas presents. So now what are you going to spend uh, your, your money on if this, if this bet comes through in the bowl game? 
Well, hey, vacation season will be here before you know it. So uh, <laughs> when you got two kids, vacation is, uh, is, is just you get two Christmases, uh, one in December and one in July. Well, it might be a staycation unless you want to wait till the summer. But uh, what about college basketball, Tom, with some huge games today, especially in the Big Ten, if we uh, keep it here locally, Illinois going up against Indiana. We mentioned Indiana College football. Illinois coming off that a big win on the road at Penn State, uh, which and they and they lost the game before that uh, on the road at Rutgers. Really good Rutgers team, and then of course Northwestern off to a two and zero start in Big Ten conference play. They they play host to Ohio State, who's been pretty solid so far this year too. So any thoughts on those two games? Of course we can't bet them here in the state, but that's another conversation for another day. Or the big matchup later today which is Gonzaga going up against Virginia. That line sitting at uh, Gonzaga line seven and a half. The, I'm, I'm a big Illinois guy. I, I think they're one of the best teams in the country. Uh, I don't think I'm going to lay the points uh, today against Indiana. Uh, to me, that game's going to be a lot closer. Uh, it's going to be a tough matchup. Indiana coming in kind of desperate, coming off the loss, like you said. So I, I'm going to pass on that, but I, I do think Illinois is one of the best teams in the country. Looking at an Ohio State-Northwestern uh, game, it, you know, Northwestern has uh, some impressive wins so far, but I, I like Ohio State on the short number. The That's a team, you know, we had talked about earlier this year that I had bet a future on last year, and, and something just didn't seem right with them throughout the year. The, they lost a lot of games they should have won. Seems like they're a different team this year. You know, they've been in a lot of close games and they found ways to win. So, you know, I, I think that'll be a competitive game, but I do like uh, Ohio State minus the short number there. And I'm not going to bet the Gonzaga Virginia game, but it's an interesting matchup because Gonzaga didn't play Baylor. That game got canceled, but Baylor plays the kind of style. It has the kind of team that you need to beat Gonzaga. Iowa doesn't. Yeah, we saw that. They ran Iowa off the court. Virginia is going to play that same kind of style. They're going to slow that game to a crawl. Uh, they're going to try to make it in the in the 60s. Gonzaga can play that way too, but that, they'd rather run. They'd rather play fast. So to me, it's can Virginia make enough shots in this game? If they can, I think they stay close and have a chance. I would look at the under uh, around 140. I think it's going to be a lower scoring game. Uh, and Virginia, if they can make shots, I think we'll keep it within that number. Great college basketball thoughts as well as college football and the NFL with Thomas Casali, the managing editor of sports betting over at radio.com sports. You can follow him on Twitter at the Tom Casali. Really appreciate your time today, Tom. And I guess you got to think about some new ways to spend that, that bowl game money because you're not going anywhere anytime soon. No, I'm, I'm, I'm planning for, uh, listen, by July, August, uh, the, we'll be able to go. We'll be able to go out of the house again. That's what I'm looking for. I'm going to save up my money, and we're going to go on vacation. Wow, what a what a great what a great husband, great guy, and uh, great friend too at, at the Tom Casali on Twitter. Really appreciate the time today, Tom, and look forward to you uh, talking to you next Saturday. I already booked you as a guest, so sorry if you don't want to come back on the show. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. All right, Tom Casali uh, joining us here on 670 The Score and 670thescore.com. Chicago Sports Station broadcasting live from the Score Hyundai Studios. Brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. Coming up next, I'll give up my college basketball bets for the day. Uh, myself, Eli Herskovich, in for Joe Ostrowski here on Early Odds on the Score. About two minutes to go here on Early Odds on 670 The Score and 670thescore.com. Chicago's Sports Station coming up after me. It's Bruce Levine and Matt Spiegel for Inside the Clubhouse for the next two and a half hours here on Chicago's Home for 
for sports. 670 the score. Hopefully Mitch Rosen doesn't get mad at me for making up that little liner, but we did it anyway. So wrapping up the show with with today's college basketball bets. Uh, starting off with, of course, well, we can't really bet these games, unfortunately, with at least in the state with Illinois going up against Indiana and then Northwestern against Ohio State. Illinois, a seven and a half point favorite uh, against the Hoosiers and then Ohio State laying three and a half on the road in Evanston against the Wildcats, unless you want to drive out to Indiana to make those bets. But I'll give you a couple bets that I like for today's games that you can bet here locally or anywhere in Illinois. Starting off with a game that tips off at noon, UCF is an eight-point dog, or actually down to seven and a half against Houston. Houston with one of the best coaches in college basketball. I'm sure a coach that a lot of people remember when he coached at Indiana got in trouble there, uh, Calvin Sampson, but has a really good backcourt, a guy that's been compared to Darren Williams, Quentin Grimes from Kansas, a transfer from a, from a couple of years back, can really score it, can really shoot it too. So I like this Houston team, but I think they're getting a little too much love in the betting market, and UCF has some really good guards that could score off the bounce, and if they can get... Uh, Houston in transition a little bit and score and speed them up. I think UCF can keep this within a few possessions. The other game I like is plug your nose bet kind of. It's a huge game tonight in college basketball. Virginia getting seven and a half. This line was up to nine earlier this morning. I hate myself for uh, for not betting it, but uh, I'm going to bet it now at seven and a half. Uh, going to take for the the Hoos and the Virginia Cavaliers getting seven and a half against the Gonzaga. Bulldogs, I think this, again, this is a similar line to UCF, getting three possessions against one of the best teams in college basketball, but uh, a UVA team that wants to slow it down and muck it up, like Thomas Casale mentioned, and Gonzaga, not a great three-point shooting team, so the pack line defense of UVA, I think, is going to give Gonzaga a lot of problems. That's going to do it for early odds here today on The Score. Myself, Eli Herskovich, filling in for Joe Ostrowski. Coming up next, it is Inside the Clubhouse with Bruce Levine and Matt Spiegel. Big thanks to Mike Rankin for producing today's show and Mitch Rosen for letting me fill in for Joe Ostrowski. It's early odds on the score. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.